Okay, well, welcome back to episode number 68 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, with this week's co-host, Elizabeth Stiles. Thank you. And it is a welcome back to you as well. It is, Because yeah. we have already recorded an episode <laughs> together. It was fine. Let's take two. Take two. Yeah. For context for people, we recorded an episode that was scheduled to go out a few weeks ago, and then I switched the format of the podcast up, and I was like, <laughs> Elizabeth, you know you want to be on the new format, it's so much better. Yeah. So here we are. And here I am. It's all good stuff. How are you doing? You good? I'm good. I'm very hot, but luckily we're in my house, which is freezing all year round. Mm-hmm. So we've got fans, we've got icy water, we've got the curtains closed. Yeah. It's a bit like a drug den. Little <laughs> but... bit. If I didn't know you, I would be a bit concerned <laughs> that someone floor. was about to kill me. But it doesn't sound as seedy as last week's episode, so... No, I think I'm just slightly getting myself out of the seediness yeah. as we go. But who Good. knows? I'm willing to dip back into it if needed. Yeah, but maybe yeah, add some, warm. I don't know, some context, some environmental... Yeah, people can think about what the context we're in. I don't know. <laughs> they can imagine they're here with us. Yeah. We've got a cat with us as well. We so have. We'll wait and see what Vinny does during this episode. <laughs> but all is good. I wanted to start today's conversation by chatting about last week's conversation word of the week conversation um which was the episode with Sasha who actually you recommended to be on the podcast yes she is one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram of all time she's just so funny isn't she she's one of those people where she just says something and I'm like that is just really funny. <laughs> just so really not okay, but that's why it's funny. <laughs> Very much on the line. Yeah. That's the best part. And she didn't disappoint in the episode. No, I told her never to hold back. And she didn't. No. She somehow so turned a conversation about self-care into masturbation. masturbation. <laughs> so I mean... Could... And I knew that before listening. So like the whole time I was just waiting for it. And I think I was on the tube when I was listening to it and I just burst out laughing. I couldn't hold back. I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad I gave that impact. Um, but obviously Sasha and I were talking last week in the conversation starter about the whole my business is my everything thing. Yeah. And about how I think a lot of the time when you're a small business, that happens very unintentionally. And then you get yourself in a position where you're like, crap. I'm a narcissist. Yes. <laughs> my whole world is me and my business. Everything bleeds into one. This is really tricky. And we were kind of just talking about our experiences of that. Mm. Is that something that you can relate to? <laughs> yeah. I started my business when I was 31. So it was in the midst of everybody having babies, everyone getting married, mm. christenings, baby showers, everything. Hindus and I was like well I'm not doing any of those things but I am starting a business and it was like tumbleweed you know and Mm. I just like I had support that's one thing but there was nothing celebratory Mm. and I think it's because for me it was the biggest thing I'd ever done but obviously to everyone else it's probably like oh you just doing your same job but kind of on your own Mm. and that was like just carry on and Mm. it's a bit of a reality check I think yeah it's a hard one isn't it I was really glad that Sasha touched on that because she almost I didn't think of it beforehand and she said it and I was like oh my gosh yes yeah that is such a true thing and it kind of it is a bit of a punch in the stomach but one that you need Mm. so that you don't yeah become a narcissist and assume that just because it's the biggest thing that's happened to you it's not the biggest thing that's happened to anyone else. And yeah. like she said, I, I don't really remember the last time I said to my friend, like, oh, how's your PR clients going, you know? Because I don't really care. <laughs> you know, unless they're fashion related, then I'm interested. But other than that, yeah, it's a no. Yeah, and I think it was an interesting topic as well because there's so many things that it impacts mm. kind of alongside your personal life. And I think one of the interesting things that I've had quite a bit of kind of feedback from after the episode is how when kind of your personal life and your business life bleeds into one it can be really difficult and I can 100% attest to this it's always been true than my business and I think it's something I'm trying to figure out at the moment like what it looks like when your personal life needs a different thing from you than your business life does yeah so for example someone sent in um, a message about basically a time when their business was their everything and then it completely failed and that's Mm. a really hard position to be in because when you're identity is found in what you do and that's everything that you have and everything that you are to lose that or to have difficulties with that I think can be a really really difficult thing to handle when it doesn't feel like it's separated from you yeah I had a client actually that was really putting off starting her business because she wanted to name it her name Mm. and then I was like okay cool carry on go and register it and she was like but what if it fails she Mm. was like that's my name that's attached to that and I, I totally get it because 
going back to fashion, which I probably will a hundred times in this conversation, but the fashion industry is really small. Like if women get married, they rarely change their name because your name is almost like your everything. And I thought, what if I go away and do this and that fails? And then I'd have to go back. And it was like, you know, Elizabeth Styles, the failure. <laughs> yeah. But luckily, touch wood, it's going all right. So I think when you're running a business, you have got, you've got no choice but to assume it's going to work. Yeah. Because the second that seed of doubt creeps in, it can spiral like quicksand mm. and just suck you in. So, oh, that's another point I should say. I'm very big on analogies. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll have a let's analogy try and do count. a counter throughout the thing how of how many analogies does Elizabeth mention. Yeah. I love that. Um, so true then. I think you've got to know what boundaries you need to put in place that help you with that separation. Yeah. I think especially when you're service-based, it's even more true that like you are your business. Mm -hmm. You are often your brand and your business and you are the person running it. And then it can be really hard if there's like a problem with work or, you know, a worry that you've got about business or someone you've got a problem with a client. It's really hard not to let that impact you really personally because naturally it does because it doesn't feel like they're attacking a product you've made or a corporate brand that you represent, they're attacking you. You. And even though that's not what it's like from their end or from the situation's perspective, that is always how it feels. Mm. I think it's just something, I don't think anyone feels like they've got it right. I don't know. I think it's an eternal problem if you've got that personal brand. Yeah, but I think that's also the fun of it is that you're you're kind of getting paid to be yourself. Mm. And what better job out there is there than that? Yeah, exactly. Which I think we'll get into in today's conversation. Yes, starter. we will. That would be a beautiful segue. But it would. We've Let's got some park things to that. do before then. Um, one of the other things I quite enjoyed after last week's episode was hearing everybody else's meal deal <laughs> choices. So I'm going to read you some out. I feel your... like I'm going to find some of these quite offensive, but please. It's polarizing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> People have got very, very strong opinions on their choice. My friend had her boyfriend and he used to order the, or not, go and buy the same thing every day for like three years. I couldn't think of anything worse than doing that and eating the same thing every day. How often, like how many variations of meal deal would you go for though? Because I've maybe got like three variations that I'll jump between. Well, I mean, maybe we'll get to this, but I hate mayonnaise right so to buy a meal deal is really hard Mm. uh so i tend to just i don't know i I don't really like sandwiches controversial (laughs) big topic there yeah so i tend not to buy meal deals mic drop that one (laughs) you have submitted a meal deal to my question though so we'll wait and see when we get to yours um okay here's some for you egg and cress on granary Mm. fine mayo <laughs> true <laughs> paprika max crisps nice iced coffee no here's my thought with that her breath is gonna stink <laughs> she's yeah. having egg mayo paprika and then coffee yeah that's horrific that's a combo isn't it are we naming and shaming these people? no we're not <laughs> and i said it would be anonymous 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 like that in finding nemo like anemone yeah anemone anonymous um tesco hoisin duck wrap nice i appreciate that they specified tesco (laughs) only the tesco one well with duck wraps they are very hit and miss because sometimes it's pretty much a cucumber and hoisin wrap Mm. with a slither of duck i'd say waitrose do the best okay maybe they've not tried that if you want to give it a little go feel free um innocent smoothie okay now i would 100 percent always go for an innocent smoothie for one reason Mm. and that one reason is value for money because if you're getting yes. a three pounds on a meal deal, innocent smoothies two quid. <laughs> you least. are rinsing Tesco <laughs> of them of their money if you do that. You just feel like you're winning at life when yeah, you're sitting you away at it. Yeah. Got to get like the most expensive things. Yeah, to get the best deal. Yes. Um, and their final thing with that was chili sun bites, which sun bites I'd say <sighs> came up with almost fifty percent of these contributions. What? They are so dry. Disgusting. <laughs> just gross. Um, chicken Caesar wrap, paprika mm. crisps, diet coke nice can't fight with that can you no i think that's pretty good actually uh someone said just putting it out there pasta or salad boxes are the one with meal deals i don't like the sandwiches don't hate me oh who you'll need to tell me who that person is offline (laughs) you guys can have a (laughs) chat that's basically what i said you can bond um final one there are quite a few but i feel like we're just going to keep going if we don't (laughs) stop um blt Mm. iced tea and a fruit loaf that is immense. That is absolutely mental. 
I feel like my mum might have sent that. She loves an iced tea. That is... I don't think my mum follows you, sorry. <laughs> I'm actually really offended at that. But what I think just my favourite thing about the um, meal deal segment is that people, everyone just believes that their choices are the only good yeah. choices. I love finding a really niche topic that people have such strong opinions on. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's good because then you can just whip it out whenever you're in like a public <laughs> yeah. setting and you don't quite know what to chat about. You're like, no worries, guys. Got this. I've got it. Yeah. I've got a I saw your um, scone one the other day as well. Scone scone. Oh, it's just very well. With scone, cream jam. two separate ones. Yeah. yeah. It's what do you do first? A minefield. And I actually it? can't understand why that's even a thing because you would never, ever, unless you'd lost your mind, put jam under butter. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's just mental. Yeah. And if you do do that, I'd love to hear from you because I'd really like to pick your brain. Please message Elizabeth and not me because I'm still <laughs> trying to finish the conversations in my DMs about scones and I've just about got through it. Yeah. And I'm not willing to talk about them again because Go for it. I, it love was, it. I tapped into something that I didn't know I was tapping into. <laughs> Let me tell you, regretted it straight after yeah, okay. that. Okay. So if, you, if anyone's desperate for content out there, just whack that out. Talk about scones. Yeah. People will chat. Die. Talking of chatting, hi low. start with the low yeah and we'll end on a high sure okay how's things are going what's your low of the week or day um i feel like you've got a bit of a theme going on here that the lows are the same things as the highs unintentionally most likely but i'll take it yeah there is a theme yeah and i think my low what this is the thing it's the same thing but i got invited to talk on a stage it's not really a stage, but at a trade show. Mm-hmm. And they found me on Google, which is great because the SEO is obviously working. And I had put it on my vision board that I wanted more speaking opportunities. So I said yes and then completely forgot about it. And then last Friday, I remembered. And I mean, let's hope no one's eating here, but my stomach fell out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd, it was almost a good thing because I thought, well, at least... I haven't had this feeling for sort of three months. I'd completely forgotten. And I was just almost bordering on having a panic attack about it and thinking of all the worst things that could happen. And then I remember something that Sophie French said, who's an amazing coach, and she said, you've got to assume the best. Like, just go in with that attitude and assume that everyone will laugh at your stupid jokes. Everyone will be smiling along with you. Everyone will be taking pictures of the screen, of the slides that you've created. Everybody will want to come up and speak to you afterwards. And then all of those things happened. Mm, Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, like my cheeks didn't go red or my voice didn't start shaking. And you've got to remember that just because that thing might have happened to you before, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen again. Mm. Um. So yeah, similar to you actually, I put that on my stories last week and got so many responses of people saying, oh, you always seem so confident. And I was like, yeah, now, (laughs) now, like I'm this age. Like I used to phone in sick every time I had a presentation or I hated it. And so I think my mind automatically jumps back to that. But I know I need to grow up a little bit and I'm not that person and Mm. I can do it. It's fine. And now you've done it you kind of do it and you're like oh okay amazing (laughs) now next time it feels that way less daunting because you almost have to prove it to yourself don't you yeah oh yeah okay yeah i got this what was yours it was a nice little low and high all in one all in one wrapped up quick and simple actually for once my two aren't connected (laughs) they're pretty different mine um so my low at the moment in honesty i'm having a pretty dandy week Great. I'm doing quite well. I've got not really got any major complaints. Um, if I did have any major complaints, they would be fairly minor. Uh, so I'm trying to think what my actual low would be without me just whining about something food or drink related, because that's usually the things I'm most annoyed about in life. I need to actually think the heat low. could be a good and bad thing again. Yeah, I I'm not enjoying it. If I was at home, because this week I'm is like my last week of traveling. If I was at home, absolutely fine. Stick my fan on. My office is really cool. I can have cold showers whenever I want. No worries whatsoever. Oh no, I've thought of my low. Go for I've it. I've got my low. It's related to the heat. I was, it's food related. <laughs> Sorry. I was in Hyde Park. When was this? Tuesday. Um, and I was, I had like an hour free in my day. And I was like, oh my gosh, do you know what? It's just going to be the best thing ever. I'm just going to go to the park. I'm going to read a book and I'm going to get an ice cream. And I'm just going to be living the dream. Well, I go to get an ice cream. Five pounds, must I say. What? From Mr. Whippy. 
No. Well, I went for a double because I was like, Still, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. It's called a 99 for a reason. That should be 199. Doesn't it be 99p? A Mr. Whippy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it 99? That's why it's called a 99. I thought it was 99p, not yeah. £1.99. But if you went for a double. Okay, uh, 198. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> to the technicality. Yeah. Um, but I get this ice cream. It's absolutely buzzing. I sit down at a little tree so stand. So you paid the five pounds. Yeah, of course I paid five pounds. <laughs> it's tax deductible, Elizabeth. <laughs> we don't care about these things when we're in London. Um, and then sit down at this tree stand, get my book out, eat the ice cream. It was disgusting. No. I don't know how people can get a Mr. Whippy wrong. They had got a Mr. Whippy wrong. It tasted sour. Uh, yeah it was milk was rank i think it was and i thought a tiny part of me thought just power through get over yourself eat your ice cream i couldn't so what, i just had that to, bad i just had to put it down on the floor next <laughs> to me and watch it melt <laughs> <That's the saddest laughs> whilst i, whilst I sat and had my lukewarm water yeah it was really sad actually i hope he is not sleeping that man selling people Mr. rip Whippy. off ice creams that are sour yeah. i hope so i mean i saw a lot of people buying them so Maybe should have people. started a protest. I mean, I should have just gone and said something, but you know, and you're just like, I'm, I'm just over it. A life absolutely I'm just goes on. Very hot, yeah. and I can't so my do lowers, anything. It's too hot, and my ice cream is crap. <laughs> um, and my high. Well, I had a very unexpected evening yesterday. So I was in Brighton yesterday and then overnight um, visiting my team member Emily, who lives there. We were kind of doing a co-working day, and then there was fees. She cancelled an event in the evening, and I was like, cool everything ties in go to the event in the evening so I turn up helping Fee set up and at one point she just looks at her phone and goes oh my gosh the service-based speaker has just dropped out and then she gave me this look where I was like I can read that look and she was like can you speak and I was like yeah sure because I'd done the Manchester one so I wasn't like I don't know public speaking doesn't really bother me so I was like okay amazing that's gonna be so much fun so then I had to like run to my car put actually nice clothes on put some makeup on, feel slightly decent, and then was on a panel last night. So wow. it was unexpected, but a high for sure. Good. So what kind nice. of topics were there last um, night? All the kind of usual challenges. Why do you do what you do? What makes it worth it? Tips for people starting out. We had good conversations around like personal branding and mm. why it kind of what you, what we were talking about in last week's episode of when you are your brand, trying to create boundaries with that and knowing what to share and what not to share. So talking a lot around that, but yeah, it was lovely. Well done. It was very nice. Yeah. And now I'm here today, so I feel like I'm just enjoying And you bought life. me a goodie bag from the Shikan she did. That's from so Fee, nice. not from me. Well, like, yeah. I didn't give you my one, but you know, kindness <laughs> all the way. Yeah, you transported it. Thank you so much. I can't help but feel like your high-low was slightly more deep and significant. And mine was ice cream and a goodie bag. But <laughs> I'm absolutely going to take <laughs> it. Guess. This is the way that life works. Yeah. Amazing. This week's conversation starter, I feel like all the conversation starters feel like big ones. But I feel mm. like that's the point of it, right? Yeah. Get into break topic, it down. Break it down. Exactly. So this week's conversation starter is, can you be yourself and still be successful? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Big question. So I guess within this, it's thinking about the things that we assume, whether it's based off of society, our own experiences, what other people have said, that we need to be in order to run successful businesses, be successful business owners. How has this showed up within, I guess, your story? <laughs> so gross. Journey. Journey. <laughs> your journey of transformation. Yeah. Well, when you sent me the conversation starter, the first thing that sprang to mind was The Apprentice on BBC. I don't know if anyone watches it, but it is the most awful depiction of women ever. And actually, one of my friends was on it a few years ago. Really? And when she told me, it was the year after that Katie, what's it, was on it? that everyone, Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, you're going to go on it and everyone's going to hate you and this is going to happen. Like, nobody likes the women that are on it. And she obviously, she did great, so it was fine. But I think... They put them under ridiculous amounts of pressure and then they cry and then they get like told off for crying and then they look weak because they cry and then they fight and they wear these horrible suits that are like made out of polyester <laughs> and blow dry their hair and wear these horrible shoes. And I don't know, I think that's what a lot of women's idea of a businesswoman is. Yeah. And I put in my Facebook group the other day, like, how do you what do you address yourself as what do you identify as for in 2019 and is it an entrepreneur and they were like god no 
I would never I would never mm. use that word and I was like oh what have we what have we touched upon here yeah. you know and like what do you call yourself I feel like I'm maybe it's because I have a bit like new to the world in many senses like haven't had a cute like not worked in Same. corporate a <laughs> little bit like baby um it does I just call myself a business owner and entrepreneur but mm. I do recognize that if I use that language publicly about 90% of my audience who I would class as female entrepreneurs count themselves out because they don't whatever perception they've got of what it means to be a business owner or an entrepreneur or whatever they don't feel like they fit that yeah and I think it's just really interesting because there is just so much noise around well this is you know in every side of life you know this is what it looks like to do this this is how we do it so there you go I don't even know if I'd say I'm a businesswoman Mm. I'm more like that Emma Gannon book which I pretty much have referred to in every single podcast episode I've ever done the uh multi-hyphen method yeah and it's almost like picking an umbrella that you feel comfortable with and then you have loads of different jobs within that so I see myself as like a fashion creative but I'm also a podcast host and I'm also uh I don't know my mind's gone blank I do other things I promise (laughs) um yeah like I'm a consultant and but I don't like to just pick one thing like I like to be a little bit of everything Mm. but have this word that's almost like a more fun umbrella maybe I do see those words as a bit not fun when you were starting out did you feel like there was a mold of how you needed to show up and what you needed to be like in order to build a successful business well nobody at the time I didn't know of anybody that had does what I do I'm like one of about three people Mm -hmm. that I know of that does it so I kind of had to make up my job title Mm. and I just said fashion brand consultant and yeah it kind of stuck but I do quite still like it now but somebody gave me the advice oh maybe it should be more catchy more snappy maybe you should be like the fashion girl you know like trying to make it like a thing and I was like but I just want to call myself my name like Mm. because that's me and that's who they'll be working with and it's my experience that they're paying for and she was like oh it's just not very snappy and I was like but it's my name (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you're the same like you just use your name you don't have like a company name Mm. and then I've actually spoken to people since who have felt like they should have had a company name they made one and wish they'd just named it themselves so yeah because it can be an uncomfortable thing I especially uh, especially I think as a service-based business to put it's kind of like we were talking about at the start but I guess in a different vein to say okay well my business is me therefore it's my name because then you almost feel like well then my business has to be exactly who I am yeah and maybe who I am doesn't fit what I feel like I need to be in order to run a business, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, I think I notice it a lot. I think particularly when I started, I notice it looking back, feeling like I needed to act a certain way or speak a certain way or show up in a certain way because that's maybe what was working for other people or that was just what I felt society was telling me made a successful business. And then went through, I think, a bit of a growing pain of like, well, that's not working. Like replicating other people's approach and other people's persona isn't working. Maybe actually I can just do it how I want to do it as me. And then that worked. And I was like, Mm. oh, okay. Especially charging for it. Mm. Like surely nobody would pay this amount of money to work with me as I am being myself, you know, like I've got to be the businesswoman or whatever it might be. And I'm also like a bit of a clown like I just take the piss out of anybody that comes around my house so you're up for grabs now (laughs) I love it um I don't know like I'm I don't take myself too seriously so then I thought do I need to be a bit more serious if I'm going to be charging quite a serious amount of money and I don't know I think when money comes into anything it gets a bit confusing so I I remember trying to sort of draw up my packages and I just looked at loads of different people like personal trainers and life coaches and yeah marketing coaches and some people were thousands and some people weren't even hundreds and I kind of just plonked myself in the middle and prayed for the best Mm. um but yeah I think attaching money to your name and your personality is quite a big deal and what's that look like for you then I guess we're both kind of one-on-one with clients and I think it is a hard line to draw between like I it's true to say I'm not 100% myself when I'm with a client because there Mm. is an element of 
professionalism. Are, yeah, professionalism. But then there is that. I'm not going to take my piss out of my yeah. clients. You know, it's probably not the best I way to not. do things. But there is then, you know, the truth in that actually your clients connect with you and that relationship and transparency in that relationship is really important. How does that look like for you to figure out how you show up in a one-on-one space in a paid environment where someone's paying you? Yeah. How do you still feel like you're being yourself but also still being professional? Well, when I was in a corporate job, so I've worked for Next, Asda and Arcadia, which are pretty much like the three top corporate brands out there. Um, I didn't fit in in any of them really because um, I was the one that, I was quite chilled, you know, I didn't sort of run around like a headless chicken. I just got my head down, got on with things. And somebody said to me once, like, no one knows who you are. And I was like, I don't care. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to be like, I hated that phrase, raise your profile in a corporate environment. I was just like, that's not me. I'm getting out of here. And then I went and worked at a supplier where my job was to sell into buyers. So I feel like that job was really good practice at, selling something but still being myself Mm. so it was t-shirts it wasn't my services but it was still something you know and I think I was a very different saleswoman to the people that were like the buyers with new look to the ones at river to the uh you know any other brands really there was like a slightly older plus size brand that I used to work with and I'd always be myself but almost like different veins and you just judge by I mean that's the number one thing in sales is like know who you're talking to yeah and uh, just tweak it rather than like change just mm. you know like oh she can have a laugh like let's throw a few jokes in because she will like that yeah um but then if you see somebody that's a bit more serious you're like okay I need to rein it back a bit and yeah yeah just... I think it's that idea of still being yourself but showing up in a way that is suited to the environment you're in and the person who's paying you yeah exactly because that's what they expect from you yeah and I think it is a fine line between that and then almost being a chameleon which I think was definitely what when I think back to like the first year of my business when I was working like I was 17 and I was working with all these big corporates in London they had no idea who I was as a person because if they genuinely knew who I was as a person they wouldn't have paid me so (laughs) my kind of approach to business in the first year was like well I just show up however people want me exactly that or and you know you don't always know people aren't people don't say that when they hire you like so I want you to have this personality Mm. and be like this but I think I based it off of you know seeing things like The Apprentice or seeing other business women and thinking okay that's what I need to do and I remember kind of doing that and it was just so exhausting yeah because you're shifting all of the time like the way that you show up and the way that you're behaving and the way that you're speaking and the language you're using and the jokes that you're making you kind of just feel like this like slightly personality loose person yeah because you're just fitting yourself to whatever you feel the need is in that situation Mm. and I think there's only so long you can sustain that for because it is just it's too much it's tiring and also I think you're not working to your best because you're probably not using the personality that you have with to your strength Mm. in terms of actually what is unique about you that can be beneficial that only you can bring to your business yeah and also probably what people actually want yeah (laughs) because I read something the other day that was people don't hire you because you're the very, very best. They hire you because they like you and that's, and they want your opinion and your take on it. Like I don't have 30 years, 40 years of experience, but I've got like 12 years experience in a few different jobs, in a few different brands with independent brands. So like, you know, that's what they're paying for is that and me put together yeah so don't feel like you need to be the best you've just got to be you and trust in the fact that that's what people want you you know like assume the best (laughs) yeah yeah of course and I guess as well thinking on that vein of although this conversation starter is quite kind of simplistic of like you can be yourself and be successful I guess it's also acknowledging that it's not just a yeah just be yourself stand in an empty room and business is going to grow for Mm. you but the idea that I think partnered with expertise experience whatever it is experience is a massive thing yeah actually bringing yourself and your personality to that is a really powerful thing yeah and the going back to the experience thing like you don't be almost afraid of making some mistakes like I've said things before about my director when they've been stood behind me and you know shit happens (laughs) but just don't do nothing 
if you don't have the experience like just go out and try something it might not be the right thing like when I was younger I did work experience at ASOS in like the PR team I didn't want to do PR but it was something it kind of in the right area yeah and then you get your foot in and kind of speak to people meet people tell everybody what you're looking to do and then somebody will know someone that can introduce you to someone else and just tell people what you're looking to do and kind of take small steps Mm. in order to get there yeah and not being afraid to make mistakes within that yeah it might not be the right area that's fine just try something Mm. that you think might have something to do with it and see where it takes you yeah and I think that's so true when we then look at how that translates into kind of working for yourself and doing your own thing because I think there does feel a pressure like everyone else looks like they've got everything under control and everything perfect that to even admit like oh actually things are really hard or I'm really struggling or I did this thing really badly the other day or to admit in front of a client when you've said the wrong thing or made an incorrect assumption about something and told them the wrong advice I actually think although a year ago I wouldn't have admitted to any of those things and I would have tried to brush it over now actually I find that's the best approach is just that complete upfront honesty of like hey you know here is exactly what's going on or you know if I say something wrong to a client I just laugh about it and tell them the right thing yeah and not feeling like there's this constant need to get everything right and know everything no but relieving that pressure and almost just giving yourself permission to show up as yourself yeah and constantly learn of course and constantly think about okay how do I make sure that doesn't happen again Mm. but not feel like you've got to pretend that there's nothing going on behind the scenes when sometimes there is yeah and that was one of the things actually when I was still working and had this idea about maybe going out alone I used to write everything down that was stopping me and one of them was I don't know everything about the fashion industry and if somebody what if somebody comes to me and wants to know everything and I wouldn't be able to do it like at what point can I say I don't know without looking like an idiot yeah or looking unprofessional or looking like I'm not worth what I'm saying I'm worth and what's really really helped with that is finding the well first of all is knowing what those areas are that you don't know so mine was like budget planning say and marketing I've got absolutely no interest in finding out about budget planning, but I did really have an interest in marketing. So I was like, what I'm going to do is go out and find somebody that I can recommend those people to Mm -hmm. and say, that's where my expertise ends. But actually with marketing, I was really interested in learning more about that. So then I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to like read some books and actually teach myself Mm. more about that. And I've learned loads and really enjoyed it and extended my skill set. But if somebody asked me about PR, that's where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah, and so, just being honest with yourself about, this is me, this is how I best show up. And actually realising that that is a better way to do it than to yeah. kind of over, you know, make things look super shiny or kind of mm. brush over the things and try and pretend that people can't see it. Yeah, but actually, like, no, that's you... where my skills end. If you want somebody else, go and speak to that person over there. Mm. And they'll be they'll feel safe like they're always with the right person at the right time and building up your network helps massively like going to events like she can she did and meeting people in the areas that you know you're a little bit weak in to then pass on to the right people and surrounding yourself with amazing women and men and somebody said to me the other day actually you know for the fact because you know so many people it's made my life so much easier because I trust you and therefore I trust your recommendations yeah and to build a business has been so easy because of all these people and I thought that was quite nice yeah and I think as well seeing other people run their businesses in their own way mm. I think gives you kind of an indirect permission to do yours your own way too yeah and I think it can go one of two ways being surrounded by other people who do a similar thing mm. the one way it can go which I've definitely experienced is you try and replicate that yeah and you think oh well in order to be a successful coach I have to be xyz so I'm just going to pretend that that's my personality and that's the way that I speak and that's the things that I talk about or you look at other people doing things their own way and go oh my gosh how amazing they've managed to build a business being completely themselves with their failures and their weaknesses and their quirky sides on show and present how amazing that gives me permission to do the same for me Mm. and I think that's where that community really helps because you think oh 
if they're running their business and maybe admitting that they don't know those things or you know talking online about the weird things that they do maybe that means that I can start doing that too yeah I think it's that snowball effect of you almost dip your toe in of like okay maybe I'll just feel a bit more myself and maybe not feel like I'm meeting this persona or showing up as this different person and then I think the more you do it you realize oh okay no one actually cares that much no this is way easier it's way less tiring people seem to quite like me mm-hmm. maybe I can actually show up just as me yeah and that's fine so I guess rounding up this conversation starter what for you would be like another main thing that you feel like is a I feel like I should be xyz but actually me showing up as myself isn't that thing yes well I feel like I've made it quite clear that working at Arcadia was the worst year of my life I talk Mm -hmm. about it quite regularly because working in fashion I mean everyone's seen Devil Wears Prada I've had a job that was like that pretty much and so I never felt like I should be a bitch to work in fashion to be honest I always knew that I didn't have to be because I'd got that far without being one Mm. um but it did kind of reevaluate the fact that I should be extra nice in like what's the word balance it out yeah um but I think my should thing was that I should be cool if I'm working in fashion mm. or I should be fashionable. Yeah, like, pretty much. You're a fashion consultant, so that yeah. basically means you're a stylist, right? Yeah, so like, exactly. you know all the and trends. I actually used to think maybe I should put my outfit posts on there, but nobody cares what I'm wearing. It's the, the knowledge that is of interest to people. So I always make a conscious decision never to actually post about what I wear. Um, because it's not relevant and I think when I was saying before we were recording that I used to work in a really cool office and I felt like my cool factor in inverted commas was attached to that job so when I left I'm not a very cool person (laughs) and that's okay it's fine and I don't have to be cool or fashionable to be able to seriously consult someone on their business and that was quite hard to swallow I think was there like a defining moment or thing that triggered you to start to get over that I should it was when um I joined the cover in the Facebook group and Lucy, the comparison coach, was doing a sort of masterclass in there. And that was probably like the eureka moment. Yeah. Because um, it was one of her things and it hurt. And I thought, oh, my God, if that hurts, that's probably true for me. You know, that truth hurts thing. And I thought, yeah, I, I'm the same. And I was trying to pull together a bit of a mood board for the photography for my website. And I was like, I want it to be cool, but I want it to be re- approachable. Like, is there a way of, to do both? And I think that I've kind of made it, it's not uncool, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, it's okay. Yeah. It looks nice, it's professional. Yeah. But the approachable thing was a priority mm. over the cool thing. And I was like, I would rather be approachable than be cool. Yeah. So if it is a toss up between the two, hopefully we'll be able to find some sort of balance. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with that. Mm. I wanted to be smiling in all my pictures because I am I am smiley. Yeah. <laughs> that is my personality. And going back to your point earlier, you want for somebody to see you online and to meet you in real, pers- in real life and realise that that's the same person yeah yeah and there's not a disconnect there because we feel like we should show up in a certain way yeah when in reality that isn't the natural way we show up Mm -hmm. and it's just a bit it's just a bit pointless isn't it yeah like you think think like why what I think it always stems back to like an an insecurity or maybe a so it's always something someone said or something that has implied something yeah that those things come from but when you really drill it down it's just like why mm, like why do I not care rele- that much it's not important like... enough mm. in life I don't think yeah I totally agree and I feel like as you were saying that I was just thinking back to when I was kind of starting off in what I do now the kind of coaching side of things and I remember when I came up with the job title of like digital marketing coach and that word coach like triggered so many associations in my head of what it actually looked like to be a coach and my instant thing was like okay well in order to do my business well in order to be an effective coach I now have to be super emotional and super deep and I need to talk about like manifestation and mindset all the time and it always feelings yeah it needs to be (laughs) quite you know everything is a little bit soft and fluffy and I speak in a really slow nice tone and I kind of went through this like like I was talking about before I did that and then was like 
uh, first of all, this is exhausting because I'm just pretending <laughs> yeah. to show up in a way that isn't natural to me. But second of all, this isn't connecting with anyone because I'm not doing it in a way that is actually true for me. And I think people can tell that. Yeah. And I remember just having that, and it was a very long process going from that to where I am now, but starting to realize like, okay, actually my business is more successful when I just show up as me. And I'm okay with the fact that I speak really fast and that I'm quite Same. direct and I'm not very emotional <laughs> mm. and that I'm not soft and I'm not fluffy. And I don't mean soft and fluffy as bad words for people that do feel like that's the way that they work with clients because that's great for them. But for me, it was such a like eureka moment of just being like, oh, I can run my business and I don't have to fit that mold of what I think it looks like to be a coach. Yeah. Which I guess is a really similar thing for you. You thought being a fashion consultant meant you had to be super trendy and super cool, which mm. I would say you are both of those things. Thank you. Like, <laughs> don't people are going to look at you and feel like, expect that you're going to be like this massive video, <laughs> which I'm not. But I think it is almost those job titles I think can put a lot of that should on us of like, okay, well, I need to sharpen this way. When did you have a eureka moment? I think it was just a very long process. Yeah. And I think it took a lot of of time. Yeah, because it's quite scary. Mm. It's quite scary really being yourself with people because when you're yourself, you let people in and when people are in, they can hurt you. Mm. And I know that that's like quite a dramatic way of looking at things, but my tendency is always walls up. Mm. Like, I don't want to get hurt. I'll happily ask other people about everything in their life, but I don't want it the other way. And I think there is a big vulnerability. (laughs) Same, same. But I think there is- I ask a a lot of questions almost to deflect the conversation away. Yeah, Yeah. and I think it is very vulnerable to just show up as yourself and step into that. And that isn't as easy as it sounds. It's taken both of us huge amounts of time and effort and energy and small steps to actually get to that point. But I think once you've done it and you look back and you're like, oh, life is so much easier now that I don't, worked for all of those shoulds yeah you know I should be working in this certain way or I should have this personality or I should talk like this or I should be interested in these things Mm. like I'm not interested in very intelligent things me neither I like to watch the most boring tv I quite like small talk Mm. and not those deep conversations like sometimes but not very often I'd rather just have a bit of a laugh and keep it light and Mm. like when you were saying about the light and fluffy thing being not bad words one of mine was um being a perfectionist and my I think I've always seen successful people say I'm it's because I'm a perfectionist and I thought oh so I should probably be like that yeah but I want people to know that you there are benefits to not being a perfectionist and one of them is getting shit done and just putting it out there and worrying about it later. And Do you perfectionists know what? I don't understand the perfectionists. I don't. I've got a lot of my clients are perfectionists, and I'm like, get over it. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, honestly, I drive myself nuts because I'll do something and be like, if oh, like, there's so many details in that that I could have done better. Yeah. But I can genuinely just move on and be like, eh, it's fine. I've done it. Yeah. Even with this podcast, like we had to stop recording because there was a random hailstorm yeah. on the hottest <laughs> day of like, the year. All right. But I imagine some people would want to start the whole thing from the beginning. Mm. And it's like, no, it's fine. That's just life. That's what happens. And actually, going back to the thing of who do you follow online, I very highly doubt that the people you follow are super, you know, high performing perfectionists. It's probably the normal people that you think. Yeah oh that's good you know I like that part of what you do and it's almost a turn off to be a perfectionist in my eyes I don't know if that's what other people see but I think oh I don't find that relatable whatsoever Mm. for that project that you've completed to be 100% perfect yeah I guess that's for you then that idea of that actually you're you're curating a feed which is hopefully relatable yeah relatable to to your perspective and the way that you do things yeah and I think that is an important thing and I think again coming back to community that's why it is so beneficial Mm. and not you know having the association that you see on the apprentice of like oh well we're both female entrepreneurs so we should feel like we're competition Mm. or we should be hiding all of our ideas so that the other one can't steal it or we should be just waiting for the other one to bitch to someone behind our back but I think actually going into community like really open-minded and just being like actually there's so much power in this and sure like I'm not saying that there's never scenarios in small businesses where people copy because people do Mm. and it is a a side of the industry that I think 
is really sad and I'm very grateful not to have experienced that personally but I do think that whole like being a businesswoman means being you know I have to work all the long hours and I have to live off of coffee and I have to just run around all of the time and I have to be really bossy and really bitchy and really xyz but actually just owning like well actually for me being a businesswoman means being a normal person yeah whatever normal <laughs> looks like for you yeah yeah normal's a bit of a, a funny word for some people I guess but mm. I think when you were saying about sharing ideas with a community I saw something online recently about if people don't share their ideas because they're scared of somebody taking it and she was saying if somebody can take your idea just from telling somebody it's probably not a good enough idea (laughs) to be able to execute yeah but the other side of it is if it is just a really super simple idea that nobody's thought of say it was say mine is like helping fashion brands you know you're not going to steal that because you don't want to do it (laughs) you know don't assume that everybody wants to do your thing and so it's way better to put it out there for everybody to understand and hopefully get lots of recommendations for people that can help you then don't tell anybody and then nobody knows about it and then you come to launch and it's tumbleweed because Mm. you've not told anyone was that one of the like for you transitioning from being in corporate for so long Mm. and in a corporate environment which is quite widely known to be very bitchy yeah and not the nicest place to work when it's you know all these women Mm. not saying that women can't work together nicely but the kind of fashion there was only one year that was (laughs) bitchy I'd say well more most bitchy let's say yeah so was it then a transition for you did you at all come into running your business almost with your walls up of like bracing yourself for it being the way that it always has been was it a surprise to you that people were really lovely no because I that bitchy period was in between two nice periods in my career Mm. so I still had faith in human nature I think and it's actually one of my brand values I went back through all these notebooks of the things that I was writing down when I was at work and the very 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 first thing that I ever wrote was to be a friendly face in fashion and I was like trying to come up with something illiterate and I never say it but it's my value. Yeah. So I'm not like, I'm the friendly face in fashion, you know, like Barney the clown (laughs) or Barney the dinosaur, but that's the underlying tone to everything that I put out there. And I love that. It's, yeah, it's weird that that was the first thing I ever wrote and it's still pretty relevant like a year and a half later. Mm. I mean, props to you. Well, there you go. Well, I think it's because it was, it must've been important at the time yeah and I think a lot of this does also come down to like the partnership between self-awareness and actually giving yourself permission to follow through on what you feel is true about yourself Mm. because I think as much as we can say like just be yourself like recognize the things that are natural to you that are your strengths yeah actually I feel really privileged that I grew up in a household where self-awareness was a really big thing in terms of like talking about your strengths and who you are as a person and Mm. the things that you do well and how you shop in different scenarios. But I feel like kind of that's where it begins with like you knowing that one of your personal values is to be friendly and to be approachable. Yeah. Like that's where it all starts with like actually knowing within yourself what that looks like. Yeah, and I say to clients sometimes, you know, like just be yourself. And like you say, it's quite simplistic yeah but what I like to give people is almost like practical advice behind that so have a think about if you're at the pub and somebody says something like what gets you really really excited or what gets you really really mad or you know what's a a shop that you love or a celebrity that you hate and trying to get a little bit analytical about people brands experiences that you've had Mm. other people's opinions and they're probably where your brand values lie and shape who you are find yourself yeah it's a bit deep in there i know it's true though because i think you can and i still even find it now like being in a place where i'd say i feel like i show up my business as myself it's so easy to get back into that mindset of you know i should be doing this it can be something as simple as like seeing someone else doing something slightly differently to you and it working for them Mm. or someone telling you like their assumption about oh you don't 
do that with your clients or you don't act in that way or you don't share like that and it can really easy still even now like trigger yeah. my brain of like oh my gosh okay maybe I need but to she said that once like two years ago <laughs> yeah well that person once said that in order to be xyz I needed to act like this and I needed to talk like this yeah but feeling that permission of like actually I'm just going to be me and be me in a way that is still a great business owner and offers a great service or a product but be me in a way that actually is just me and that is the strength yeah. of it beautiful i know (laughs) what would be your i guess advice to anyone listening who's thinking it's all well and great hearing you guys talking about how you are yourselves in your businesses i feel like i'm still at that point where i'm not confident that actually my business can exist with me just being me what would be your kind of i guess encouragement or maybe next step because it's it's making it practical isn't it yeah if you're think about what stage 10 is and then think, okay, well, what's stage two? And you're at stage one. What's stage two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine to get to 10? Mm. So don't imagine it's like step one and two. It's a long process. Like I'm 32. I've had 12 years experience in corporate, a year's experience in consulting. Like that's why I know who I am. And yeah. <laughs> that's don't ever compare your step one to somebody else's maybe like step eight thing mm-hmm. okay well she's had 10 years to do that but I'm going to learn and do it my way and I think somebody said to me the other day it's called reverse engineering I think it really helps to know what the aim is yeah rather than think I need to find myself you know like actually what is it is it that you want to be you want to share one honest experience of your day every day for two months and see what that feels like for you and you can just be saying really really tiny things that almost don't make a difference to your business so you could say I hate mayonnaise what are your opinions on that and that's just something of being yourself because you're putting very small opinions out but testing the waters with that of something that doesn't really matter see what kind of reaction you get and then try something a little bit bigger next time like what do you think about um sustainable fashion you know something a little bit more serious and then Mm. grow from there yeah I like that yeah break it down and I think really what you said there I really love was about just acknowledging that it takes so much time and it's not an overnight thing and even if you've got that it takes time to realize that it needs time time. yeah yeah 100% and I think as well definitely for me one of the biggest things has been even like on a practical level like it's not all about you as a person it can just be in the way that you run your business yeah I've had to it's taken me years to find a way of running my business that actually is a good fit for me because there was so much having to make mistakes and look at what other people were doing and take what I could from that that was relevant for me and leave the other stuff and even in the way that you know the most random stuff that I can get insecure about of like oh well they do their client admin that way but I use a different system. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Like no, it matters. It's okay that I do it a different way. Yeah. It's okay that I do my calls via Skype when they use Zoom. Yeah. And it's okay that I choose to do my in-person things at people's houses rather than booking a private space. Mm. And it can be that practical of just like, it's okay yeah. that I'm doing it That's my way. It's a mantra, way. like yeah. write it above your computer screen if you mm. need to. Or It's my way of doing it. It works for me. And of course, if it doesn't work for you, then it's maybe not okay. But if it <laughs> works for you, almost just be able to put the blinkers on to other people's thoughts other people's approaches and just be like well this is just the way that I'm doing it Mm. and trusting that it is possible to run a business and be yourself that's the title of the show there we go I'm going to start this section because when Alice asked me, oh, you're going to have to have some quick fire questions, my eyes lit up because I was told in a previous life that I should have been a journalist because I ask so many questions. This is music so to my ears because this section of the podcast, quick fire questions, is my least favourite to prep. Maybe I, I just should just like, do it for you. Please do. I'll, I'll, I'll pay you a fee. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> if you can just get me like 50. Easy. That I can just grab from because it's just, it's painstaking. Yeah. I'm trying to pick ones that are like, controversial but also funny but relatable but oh I don't know about that right first question hit us okay one of them the first one is actually similar to what we've been talking about okay so I've got a theory that all successful businesses believe in the law of attraction whether they know it or not agree or disagree agree but I think the law of attraction at its core 
is putting language to something which is very logical. Yes. I feel like manifestation, and people might have some thoughts on this, at its core, take away some of the extra bits. The fluff, because you don't like the fluff, (laughs) and that's fine. Um, Take away some of the extra bits is the idea that if you have an idea if you have an intention at the forefront of your mind and all of your actions then reflect that intention, then you're going to reach that intention. Yeah. I mean, that's not... With a little bit of self-belief thrown in. Yeah. But like, that's not... I don't... It's not magic. That makes sense. It's like, well, of course, if you think you want to achieve something, so then all your actions work towards that thing, either way, you're going to get somewhat close to that. Yeah. So I think for me, I don't always use the language. (laughs) Yeah. Like law of attraction manifestation, because there's some stuff within that that I don't necessarily relate to. But at its core. Yeah. Yes, that's why I'm thinking like whether they know it or not. Yeah, that's what I think. So I think yeah. before I understood what law of attraction actually was, mm. I was like, oh my gosh, no, not for me. That's so weird. And then I actually heard what it was and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That just puts language to something that I think I already do. Yeah. So, so you're the know it or not. So that's a very long answer. <laughs> so I know, they get a bit yes, quicker than that. Don't worry. <laughs> Good question though. This one, bourbon or custard cream? We've gone from very different things. <laughs> what have yours? No, you have to tell me yours first. Uh, oh, it's a different. It's a different vibe for a different time. Really depends. Can you not answer it. it? I keep going for one. I'm and like then clutching my, my fist here, here watching her play in so much pain. Okay, she's think... rubbing her eyes for one. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to pick, and I'm not happy about it. Bourbon. No, that's wrong. <laughs> I love. I love a custard cream. They're so creamy and rich, and buttery. Yeah. But a bourbon's just got that little chocolate. Well, this is the thing. This was going to be my next question. If you could only eat chocolate or chocolate-flavoured things for the rest of your life, what would you have? I'm assuming, by the way, that you pick a custard cream. I would pick a custard cream, correct. Why? Because I don't like chocolate-flavoured things. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, So I'm only allowed... What about, like, chocolate in things? Is that chocolate-flavoured? Such as? Uh, Chocolate cheesecake. But no. it's got chocolate melted into it, chocolate no. brownie. No, can't have any of those things. So it can be a you genuine can chocolate flavour. Bar but... of chocolate or chocolate things. This is this is horrible. I don't want to exist in a world where this is the scenario that I'm giving. <laughs> you know what? I think I'd go for chocolate flavoured things. <gasps> That's what I would pick. Our friendship is crumbling <laughs> by the second. But at least it means we won't eat each other's biscuits or chocolate. That's very true. Maybe we'd survive on a desert yeah, island this would be together. Good. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much within chocolate flavoured stuff. Mm. Like if I could never eat chocolate ice cream again. Mm. Or brownies. Like on panic in her eyes. <laughs> I just, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. So I'm going to give up my chocolate bars. Okay. Yeah. I would give up all chocolate things for a chocolate bar. Because you don't like chocolate, chocolate flavoured things. things. Doesn't like taste like chocolate. Chocolate milkshake? No. Brownie? What? No. But brownie does have chocolate in it. Yeah. But I still wouldn't really order it. Not the it. same. No. Wow. We're split down the middle right I now. I know. Three. We're going to be the same. What are you most looking forward to in 2020? Bloody hell, Elizabeth. Just They're going deep, quick, this. deep. <laughs> I feel like I've got whiplash. Yeah. Um, most looking forward to in 2020. This is about two weeks premature because in two weeks' time, I'm spending a whole week planning out what I want 2020 to hold. Because I have no clue right now. Same. I feel like... I was hoping until... you might give me some inspiration. <laughs> I, mean, that's I feel like up until this point in my business, every next step has made sense. Yeah. It's like, okay, map out all your different offerings, create some content, get a new website, book everything up. But now I'm at a point where I'm like bottlenecked and there's no one else who is five years ahead of me because my job is only two years old. I'm like, how, like, where, where does this go? Mm-hmm. Like, how do I level this up? Without Same. just doing what I'm doing at the moment better. Yeah, because you've only got so many hours in the day. And I wouldn't want to move into selling just online courses or digital products. I do. No. I want to keep my one, like, my time equals income. I like that exchange and I don't want to move away from that. Mm. So it seems like we're in the same boat. Well, yeah, maybe we can do it together. Yeah, maybe in 2020. eating different foods. We're looking forward <laughs> to figuring out what the next step is. Yeah. I like that. Mm. I, you're way better at articulating things than I am. If you could swim in any liquid, what would it be and why? <laughs> wow. Four very all over the place, quick questions. 
Okay, can you give me yours whilst I have a think? Because there is a lot of liquids out there in the world. Um, I guess I would need a time frame to be put on it. So if it was for Why? like 10 minutes that I'm swimming in this liquid, I'd pick something fun. But if it's like you could only ever swim in this liquid forever, I'd probably pick water. I didn't think it was ever. I just thought it meant <laughs> right now, in 10 minutes time, you get to go and swim in any liquid you want for half up to half an hour. Okay, what if it's picking? half an hour... Maybe gold. Wow. Wouldn't that be... Why not? But if it was melted, wouldn't it be boiling hot? Hmm. Is it boiling hot when it's melted? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to make all of this so practical. Um, what would I want to swim in? I feel like I'll have a really good answer in about three hours' time. Possibly... I quite like chocolate milk. Can I drink it? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Do you know what I've always wanted to swim in, which isn't a liquid, is mini polystyrene balls. Ooh. Like, imagine a whole swimming pool full. Yeah. Can I just say, the question did say liquid. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Liquid, yeah, or pos- no, actually, I think you'd probably want to go for something a bit more thick. Mm. You'd have more fun in it. Yeah, can I just make a point that I didn't realise I had to answer these questions before? <laughs> Got, so I, I made said, them really can you weird come up with for four fun. Questions just for me. Yeah. So it's just you asking me. I know. You got to um, ask the Mac. Yeah, I would maybe say. I guess it's the same with anything. Like chocolate would have to be pretty hot, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, okay, I think we're, we're going to yeah, leave I that, think we're we're leave that there. Maybe people can give us their answers. Yeah. And that will make us think because I'm sure people will have actually something that's not going to scald your skin off. But will be fun. Yeah. I love that. Great question. This one's really hard for you. I know it's going to be. Is this the final one? This is the final one. Okay, I'm ready. Brace yourself. All right. You can only ever buy these objects going forward. Mm. All objects in either black or grey. <gasps> You've got to choose. Oh, like your horrible. microphone, your laptop, your clothes, your phone case, your handbag, your shoes, so my everything. Your whole life. Your whole life, you can only ever so buy something. white. No, white's fine. Any other colour's fine. Oh, but you've but got to choose to... between okay. black or grey as an option. Grey. <gasps> I didn't think you'd say that. Yeah, well, it depends what kind of grey it is. If it's like a dark slate grey, is it what kind of grey is it? Mm, it's still got to be considered grey. Yeah, but would it be like a, <laughs> Not like a bl- slate like, grey? Mm, like a charcoal? Quite a, a pale charcoal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like your sofa, which people can't see. Yeah, just like that, that people can't see. This is this is dark grey. This is dark grey. Yeah, I want it darker than this. No, no, it's gonna have to be black. Okay, but I do. I find interior wise, I find black sometimes a bit harsh. Mm. But then I, I mean, this is really dull for people. But I'd have <laughs> to go for black through a very painful decision. I'm gonna go black as well. Yeah, I just feel like grey clothes. Not much out there. Grey mall. Is that... I have no clue what that is. Like a sweatshirt material. Oh, okay. That's... Like, you know where it's grey and kind of, like, white through it? Ah. Like, jogging bottoms. Yes. You wouldn't be able to wear that. I don't like that. Good. So that's fine. Because you're not allowed to wear it. <laughs> if you're wearing it whilst you listen to this podcast, I hate it. Um, yeah, just, I just think black is a classic. Yeah. I wouldn't have to get rid of anything that I own. It's mm-hmm. all black already. Good. Yeah. Your choice? Black. Same. Great. Can't we finally agreed on something. <laughs> I know we disagreed on everything up until this point, but that's good because that means they'll be divisive on people. That's what we want. Yeah, we want to start arguments. Yeah, yeah. Although the arguments are just people in a poll to me. There's never <laughs> any. I need to like pit people against each other. Yeah, like, find two really opposing opinions and shove them. IGTV, one. split screen. Oh my gosh, I love that. Or do that weird like maybe that's twenty twenty. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do in twenty twenty. Is, yeah. is um, do public debates yeah. on topics such as bourbons or custard cream, <laughs> chocolate or chocolate flavored. Which would you choose? Yeah, I feel like that's the way to do it. Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> like it's been a, a, a whirlwind. It has been a whirlwind. There was rain. There, there was, was a lunch sun, break. There was food. There was a cat. There was a lot of food chat. That was a great episode on one. I forgot to say, always forget this, but what do we want people to get in touch with? 
And where can they get in touch? You start with what we want people to get in touch with. Okay, I am desperate to know the liquid now that you brought up the temperature. Nice, nice. Um, and I, I do like the bourbon or custard cream because I've been in a theatre before where you had to ha- hold up your hand and it was so 50-50. And I was so shocked because I just thought it was obviously a custard cream and apparently not. No, it's not an obvious <laughs> And in terms of maybe like the more serious elements of the podcast, I guess for... Yeah, I guess um, I would be interested in other people's practical advice on how to get to know yourself. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like... I'm similar to you that I'm a bit less on the fluffy, more on the... A little bit fluffy, but more practical stuff that you can actually use in day-to-day life. So, yeah. Not that we're saying people who relate to being fluffy are not practical you're very practical people yeah that it's about 80 20 for me okay so maybe people can get in touch with like their experiences of that what they did practically what those steps look like rather than just saying oh just find yourself and be Mm, you that's not helpful to anyone no not helpful at all although we probably said that a few times (laughs) (laughs) you will get it edited up nice so share your thoughts with that which you can do either at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash podcast where you can just submit anonymously I always love an anonymous one. Yes. I feel like I need to like track the IP address. But I'm not smart enough to do that. No. Um, Or you can email podcast at alicebenham.co.uk or you can send me a DM. Basically, there's a lot of ways that you can get in touch. Please chat. I'm sad. I'm lonely. I'm bored. (laughs) I love for people chatting to me about the podcast. Please don't make me sad. And then you have to listen into next week to see what people's perspective was on A, the conversation about starter, but B, most importantly, bourbon slash custard creams correct and then one of us will win yes we should have a bet okay winner owes i the think other you're one. gonna win to be honest because oh well that's not really <laughs> often, is it? no all right i need to have, i need to believe in myself mm. i'm gonna say custard creams gonna win okay winner loser has to buy the other person that packet both packets oh go on and send it in the post without it being crumbly all right we've heard that now it's like a legally binding agreement so please vote for your true option if you're elizabeth's follower do not just vote for hers and if you're my follower don't just vote for mine okay we need an honest an honest vote yes amazing well thank you for joining thank you thank you for bringing your biscuit questions no worries anytime quick fire questions set so far because it's never quite knew where we were gonna go (laughs) it was just all over the place it was in the best way yeah